What does it mean to be teetering on the edge of life, dipping into death? What does it mean to feel the very air you breathe slowly leave your body? What does it mean to be hooked up to machines fighting to keep the air? And what does this all mean from the perspective of the patient, the loved one and the clinician? Welcome to the Black Bibliophile. This is a podcast where I, Osa, review books and the stories behind them, from the hidden meanings to the secret treasures and everything in between. To quote Cicero, a room without a book is like the body without a soul. And with that, let us jump right into this week's episode of The Black Bibliophile. couldn't pick just one quote so I have three when breath becomes air books become your closest confidence finely grounded lenses providing new views of the world human knowledge is never contained in one person it grows from the relationships we create between each other and the world and it is still never complete You can't ever reach perfection, but you can believe in an asymptote towards which you are carelessly striving. Hey Biblios, welcome back to returning listeners, welcome new listeners, welcome to the family, welcomes all around. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It has been a while, I do admit, and I am so sorry about that guys, but welcome. (laughs) Like, honestly, where has time gone? I still remember it being January 1st. We have blinked and we are now in March. Make it make sense. (laughs) Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Let us jump into this week's episode. Last week, I asked the question... Is life better off with or without secrets and why? Y'all had mixed views. I'm just going to run through the views. With, um, without. Secrets have been a product of mistrust and judgment of others. That's the only reason secrets are a thing. At least for human beings. Yes, planned surprises are good secrets, but that's about it. If we lose one good thing to remove a hundred other bad things, I see no problem. With. Because no secrets can hurt people. With. Not everything needs to be said or known. Hard to say. Some secrets are better meant to be secrets for our own betterment. With. Because some secrets are... With. Because sometimes secrets are a great way for people to make mental notes and say things to themselves. Percy, I think, depending on the situation, can really depend on whether we lean towards the side of secrets or no secrets. And the fact that there is a possibility that keeping secrets is more useful does mean that secrets should exist. I just don't think that major secrets that could basically end someone's life or be the decision between someone picking a job and changing the careers or let's say you're in a relationship with someone and you know they're abusive and you know someone is going to go into another relationship with that same person. Keeping the secret of the person in question being abusive isn't good because you would 
as pe- you would want to save the other person yeah so definitely the argument that there are situations where keeping secrets is never best in the best interest of either yourself or the other person does mean that the world is better with secrets and now let's begin the show last week we discussed this poison hearts by kaylin byron this week we'll be discussing when breath becomes air by paul calanthe let's jump into the show i truly don't know where to start paul calanthe do i speak of you as a neurosurgeon a neuroscientist a husband a father or a cancer patient and i think that question exemplifies the beauty of who he truly was no matter how hard you try one title just won't be enough to capture the essence of Calanthe and this essence this beauty is seen in the cover of the book it's beautiful when breath becomes air is written in simple and honest language yet it touches the deepest parts of the heart and mind being written by a man who had limited time frame and a vast knowledge and understanding of the human miseries and their connections with the beginning, the mid and the end of the story we call life, I cannot judge this book. I couldn't. Just having the courage enough to write a book with such influence is five star worthy, if not four. When Breath Becomes Air is a story of perception and the management of life and death, both separately and together. Of a 36-year-old doctor being told that he's nearing the completion of his neurosurgery training and then gets diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. Paul had a passion to fully grab the meaning and purpose of life, death and the human experience. And this love took him on an adventurous journey First through literature, then through medicine, and then finally through both. Years ago, it had occurred to me that Darwin and Nietzsche agreed on one thing. The defining characteristic of an organism is striving. Calanthe found that no matter how much close a patient... Calanthe found out that no matter how much close to a patient a doctor was during his illness, he could never grasp the true meaning of his suffering since he could never be in his shoes. This book just shows how fragile life is to swallow the long hours of hard work and fail you in achieving your goals, how unpredictable it can be to divert you from your path, and just how life is so definitely leading us towards our dreams just in a precious moment when life could end. Nothing is guaranteed, and this book screams that. Tears formed in my eyes when reading the part where, despite having such a weakened body, Calanthe invested enough energy to gain unlimited happiness during the moments of delivery of his daughter. He taught us that vulnerability is not a weakness. It takes real strength to reveal your vulnerable side. It is in the weakest moments that a man can be the strongest, never knowing he could endure all that pain. When breath becomes air opens our eyes to our mortality, that our time in this universe is limited, that love and knowledge are immortal tools that we can use to our aid to make us stay on this planet a lifetime, maybe not in the physical but in the memories of our loved ones. When breath becomes air teaches us the pain and suffering and how it can be reduced by an undenying love, affection and care of one's family. 
This life is not lived in years. Even in the smallest amount of time, we can create vulnerable and immortal memories. Calanthe has changed and has... Calanthe has managed to shift my entire perspective on medicine, doctor-patient relationships and life. Calanthe gives me another reason why I want to pursue a field like this, a field in medicine. He states... Emma, who is Calanthe's oncologist, hadn't given me back my old identity. She protected my ability to forge a new one. Treating patients is not a biological cure, because even when patients are cured, the memories and emotions remain. Thus, what differentiates doctors like Emma and Paul from others is that their patients were able to go on. They saw their patients for who they were. They saw their patients for the human beings they were in the completion and not just the partial they were because of the illness. They did not see the human beings as numbers on the sheet. They did not see the human beings. They did not see their patients as illnesses or diseases, but they saw them as people who happened to be in the hospital. That is something that I want to do. I'll go on, Calanthe whispered, dragging himself out of his bed. He had a whole plan ahead of him. He wanted to become a neurosurgeon, neuroscientist, much like me. He spent all his life focused on this plan, yet, when faced with the possibility of death, he adopted a new passion. He became a father and a writer. He acknowledged that plans change, things change, situations change, anything can be set in stone, but we need to also set a plan A, B, C, D, E, and so on, because we never know the way things are going to change, we never know to what magnitude things will change, and how things will change. Perhaps the only change you might see in a day is that your milk has run out, so you can't eat cereal for breakfast, have to change the toast, or you might perceive that, find out that your car is broken down, so you can't take the car to work, got to take public transport. Or you might receive a drastic change like you're sick or some family member's dead or family member's sick and now what do you do? Or you can't pay your rent, now what do you do? We need to be able to learn how to pivot, learn how that life is not set in stone. You are living off one paycheck to paycheck. You are three missed paychecks away from becoming homeless. We need to learn how to be financially responsible. We need to learn how to make plans for ourselves, make plans for our future. One thing I loved, absolutely adored about this book was the fact that it was so interesting how Calanthe shows what being a doctor is like and being also a patient because it gives you a new perspective a perspective from both sides it's like you're seeing the exact same problem and illness and person being presented in a different way simultaneously and it actually helps us to really concrete our understanding of how Calanthe feels and what he's going through and his illness when we're seeing it from the of his oncologist emma his clinician team his um neurology team when neurology team when we're seeing it from his wife and his loved ones and we're seeing it from his own perspective and his own perspective as a doctor and as a surgeon this is it's really remarkable and it's so fascinating to see how all these different groups of people interact to paint a bigger picture of what is really going on 
and to draw this review to a close i want to as always review the book i thoroughly enjoyed this book it is a five out of five for me ain't no complaints here no complaints y'all not over here if you're still not convinced whether when breath becomes air by paul penalty is a book you need to read next let's read the first page i flipped through the ct scans the diagnosis was obvious the lungs were matted with immeasurable tumors the spine deformed a full lobe of the liver obliterated cancer widely disseminated i was a neurosurgical resident entering my final year of training over the last six years i've examined scores of each scan and the off chance that some procedure may benefit the patient but this scan was different it was my own i wasn't in the radiology suite wearing my scrubs and white coat i was dressed in a patient's gown tethered to an iv pole using the computer the nurse had left in my hospital room with my wife lucy and internalist at my side i went through each sequence again the long window the bone window the liver window scrolling from top to bottom then left to right then front to back just as i had been trained to do as if i might find something that would change the diagnosis we lay together on the hospital bed lucy quietly as if reading for a script do you think there's any possibility that it's something else no i said we held each other tightly like young lovers in the past year we both suspected but refused to believe or even discuss that a cancer was growing inside me about six months before i had been losing weight and having ferocious back pain when i dressed in the morning my bell cinched in then two notches tighter i went to see my primary care doctor an old classmate from stanford her sister had died suddenly as a neurosurgery intern after contracting a violent infection so she had taken an eternal watch on my health when i arrived however i found a different doctor in her office my classmate was on maternity leave dressed in a thin blue gown on a cold examining table i described my symptoms to her i'm telling y'all guys this writing style is one of the most beautifully illustrated lighting styles i've ever come across it's just so beautifully written and you're telling me you don't want to read the book come on come to your senses quickly thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the black baby flower podcast i'm your host osa this week we reviewed when breath becomes air by paul kalanthi this book was absolutely beautiful and breathtaking no pun intended i just loved it next week we will be reviewing the firekeeper's daughter by angeli bully and bro i cannot wait that book is a roller coaster of emotions and i have been put through the ringer i don't know if i'm gonna make it out alive y'all i don't If you want to join in on the conversation, leave an email, IGDM, or even a voice message. Links to these various destinations are in the description of this week's episode. 
There will also be a question in the description of this week's episode as well as on our IG story. This week's question is, end of life is explain. We shall discuss responses in the beginning of next week's episode. And with that guys, thank you once again for tuning in. I love y'all. Have a great rest of your day, a blessed rest of your week and a glorious weekend. Until next time, God bless you and goodbye.